JSTV is now on the air. Is Elvis alive? Judge for yourself by calling the 900 number on your television screen. Hear what could be the incredible Elvis phone call. Listen to the newest and longest recording ever, just released from the original taped conversation purportedly of Elvis recorded about four years after the 16th of August, 1977. Call 1-900-909-ELVIS. Call now. Experience what may be the most shocking story of our time. I'm Priscilla Bullier Presley, and Graceland Mansion is a very special place. On January 8th, the 50th anniversary of Elvis's birth, I will be taking you on a premier television tour of Graceland, sharing the beauty and charm of the home that Elvis loved. Only in showtime. We make excitement! Ladies and gentlemen, a trilogy of Elvis. They look like Elvis. Sing like Elvis. Three leading impersonators performing on one spectacular show. Two performances only, Saturday, April 5th and Sunday, April 6th in the Centennial Concert Hall. Both shows at 8 p.m. Reserve seats. Tickets available through ATO. high-tech wizardry. Lucy Yang has more live in Midtown. Lucy? Diana, the show let out just a short while ago, and judging by the audience's reaction, you'd think they just saw Elvis. Actually, they did tonight. That's right. More than 20 years after his death, Presley is still packing the concert hall. With a show opener like that, you couldn't help but expect Elvis to actually walk on stage and get your temperature rising. It was two and a half hours of hand-clapping, foot-stomping vintage Elvis from the early 70s. Thanks to the age of music videos, the King played the big screen while his original band and backup singers played live on stage. And the lead guitar is James Burton. I think his music will live forever. Uh, uh, you know, he's just a, he's just an idol to all the, the wonderful fans around the world. The funny thing is, when I first heard about this, I thought it was the worst idea I'd ever heard of. But I was all wrong about that, because it seems to be a very good idea, because uh, the fans just love it. Producers tried to make the virtual concert as real as possible and argue it's not much different from many live concerts these days when the audience in the back can't see the star anyway and watch on the big screen. Two or three songs into it, uh, people just surrender to the fantasy. Elvis is the king, he'll always be the king, and I came 1,200 miles to see Elvis in concert. As for Elvis sightings, there were plenty tonight. I just can't wait to go inside, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's a gimmick, you know, the hair, the burns, but as for vocals, nobody sounds like Elvis. If they tell you they do, they're lying, because that's what made Elvis the once and forever king. Tell that to these guys. Are you lonesome tonight? Do you miss me tonight? Darling, I love you. Thank you very much. The real Elvis plays two more nights here at Radio City Music Hall. And if this concept catches on, promoters say, why not bring back other legends like Janis Joplin and Jimi Hendrix? We're live outside Radio City Music Hall. Lucy Yang. I don't know how many times you've probably heard this, but I'm going to say it anyway, that Elvis is in the building and has not left the building because he's here with us at midday. Welcome. Well Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right, Donnie Edwards is here. He's uh, got a show called The Next Best Thing to the King, and it's a uh, tribute to Elvis. And you're going to be at the South Point, actually, tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday, right, for a weekend show. Yes, our uh, show is basically, we take very great pride that it's very authentic. And everything that we do, we try to do it as Elvis did in the 1970s. And we, we pick from his music songbook catalog, basically from 1969 to 1977. And we jam as much as we can into a 90-minute set. And we're doing shows tonight, tomorrow night, and Sunday night. That's right. And I was looking, and it said uh, two of the nights were almost sold out. So you're yeah, doing Yeah, yeah, really we don't well. have much left. Yeah, <laughs> we sold out last time we were here at South Point. So we're, we're hoping to do the same. Now, we were chatting. You said, you know, you live here, and you've done a lot around town. I actually saw you at the, the old, old Elvis. Old Elvis-a-rama. Oh, yeah. Elvis-a-rama. I was like, gosh, that was like 11 years ago. Go, yeah, that's about. Yeah, I started there in '03 and uh, finished up there when they closed in 2006, mm -hmm. and then I just start touring quite a bit. We actually just got back from Australia this year. We've done two tours in Canada, and uh, we do a lot of shows back in my home state of Texas. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, well, we actually have a big group from Texas coming in. So, in right. fact, my dad's about to fly in from Texas. He's actually down in the Houston area. The, uh -huh. My family's all from the Houston area, so they're all kind of looking to get away from the water. <laughs> right, okay. Now, you sound like him, too. Is that something you picked up? You know, Don't they sound like him? It, it's funny. I feel like I've, I'm had, with Elvis. I've had people tell me that. And <laughs> I actually had Mark James, who wrote Suspicious Minds and uh -huh. Moody Blue. Uh, I got to work with him several times, and he said that you're the only guy who actually sounds like Elvis naturally. And, and it's not like I try to sound like this, I just do. My yeah. father, if you hear my father, you hear my brother, I'm a combination. Okay. You know, we all sound very similar. But Mark James told me, he goes, you're the only guy who sounds like Elvis to me. Wow. You know, so that was a huge compliment. Huge. You know, so then I, after I finished crying, then I thanked him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. How did you even get into this? When Did you, did you say, hey, I, I look like him, or, or I love his music, or I kind of I want to sing, and this is one of my icons? How did you I do think it? for me, it was, uh, ever since I was boy Elvis was always kind of my first hero mm -hmm. and I just remember recognizing his voice recognizing always being you know uh, ever since my brother and I and my, my parents loved Elvis but my brother and I and some of my aunts really kind of loved Elvis to another degree and ever since I could remember and it wasn't until probably uh, after sometime after high school when I actually met some of Elvis's guys I went to Elvis week mm -hmm. and they had this big hoopla thing going on there were some of his guys and I met all of them and I was about 21 22 and they all kept saying man you look like a young Elvis and it got me thinking about it, but it wasn't actually until I came out in here in 2001 and I met a bunch of other Elvis guys. I actually went to the Elvis Rama and I met some guys there and they all said, so where do you perform? I said, I don't do that stuff. You yeah. know, you guys are nuts, you know. <laughs> and so I eventually uh, started looking into it because I loved Elvis, but I didn't know how to really take that into another kind of a tribute. Mm -hmm. So now with what we do, we really feel like it's a very authentic tribute. Uh, I never, nowhere, shape, or form do I ever try to be Elvis other than when I'm performing and singing. But I always, in our show, refer to Elvis. And I like to tell a lot of little tidbits that a lot of people may not know. You know, like for instance, uh, sometimes when I do Are You Lonesome Tonight, I mention to the crowd, this is the only song that we know of that the Colonel requested Elvis to record. Wow. Because it was the Colonel's favorite song by Al Jolson and by a performer he had had uh, that he used to help manage before Elvis. Mm -hmm. And it was and it was a song Elvis finally looked at and said, you know what, I'm going to take a shot at this. And it became a huge number one hit for him. Great. Hey, listen, we only have about 30 seconds, but I wanted to ask your thoughts on this. I mean, it does seem, I was even looking at a report recently saying that, you know, the Elvis shows and El things representing Elvis have slowly started to die in Las Vegas. I mean, do well, you feel that? I don't feel that because, I mean, I, I mean, our shows are almost sold out and we're about to sell it. I think it comes down to quality. Mm -hmm. I think... There is a certain cheesiness to some of the guys sure. who do this, and that's always that's in any type of job you do. There's people who don't take it seriously. Yeah. For me, I'm a diehard fan. I'm just like everybody else. When I'm out, you know, I wear a beanie half the time. Mm -hmm. uh, I also wear my Elvis shirt proud. I'm very proud to be an Elvis fan. But I also take it, I think it comes down, I don't think it's so much, you know, the, that Elvis is going away. I think he's as popular as he ever was. Yeah. And because at our shows around the world, I, you know, from Japan to Europe, everything, I see kids, little kids come up dressed up as Elvis. I see different generations yeah. that were part of his generation, their kids and their grandkids. So I think th there's been a couple of gentlemen who say that. I think maybe their shows aren't doing so good, yeah, so they say that. Right, right? If you're doing it wholeheartedly, whole-souled, and you're doing it in tribute to the greatest entertainer, the greatest vocalist, the king of rock and roll, you will never go wrong. And I think that's what the Elvis fans want. They want someone who's going to go out there and do it right and do it justice. All right. Well, Donnie, I'm sure you're going to do it right. I've watched clips. Oh, yeah. You look a, a, you're a great <laughs> performer. Uh, if you'd like to go see Donnie at the South Point this weekend, it's at 730 tonight through Sunday, southpointcasino.com. You can get tickets there. Stay with us. On August 23rd of 1991, I saw Elvis Presley at Winesburg Inn in Clyde, Ohio. When we heard Kelly's statement, we sent investigators to Clyde, Ohio, and the location of the sighting, the Winesburg Inn. Kelly Wadsworth is certain that Elvis Presley had dinner there, and she believes that she has the photographs to prove it. On the night of August 23, 1991, at approximately 6 p.m., Kelly and her boyfriend observed a man fitting Elvis's description exiting a car that was suspiciously parked in the back of the restaurant. And I said, God, this guy really looks like him. I said, we've got to go home and get the camera and take some pictures. Nobody's going to believe me. A few minutes later, Kelly returned with the camera. I checked in the lobby. Nobody was there. I looked in the bar side, nobody was there, and then that's when I spotted him. He was sitting in the restaurant. When I took my first picture and the click went off, I shocked him off. The bodyguard ran towards me, and then he ran around the side and grabbed the stuff from the table, and then they started running out to the back door. I thought, maybe I can get a couple more good shots. What is very strange to me 
is if this wasn't Elvis, then why was he getting up in a hurry after I took a picture? In fact, the bodyguard even came towards me to keep me from taking another shot. Who was this man? We do know that he made a reservation under the name of John Burroughs. Besides that, his identity and whereabouts today is unknown. Walking through a party in the county jail. This Sunday, January 6th, CBS FM 101, celebrating 30 years of rock and roll, remembers Elvis. Eight hours of Elvis music and memories, hosted by Norm M. Knight. Elvis, an American music legend. This Sunday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., only on CBS FM 101. I'd like to introduce you to our Elvis impersonator, Mr. Johnny Hera, please. <laughs> welcome, good to see you. Good to see you, too, John. All right, Johnny, welcome. Now, how long, how long have you been working as an Elvis impersonator? Ever since I was 11 years old. And how many years have you been doing it? About 35 years now. About 35 years. 35 years. Well, looking at you, it's obvious that people could mistake you for Elvis. So have any of the Elvis sightings that you're aware of actually been you? Um, no, sir. The, um, I was mistaken for Elvis in, in Denver, Colorado. Yeah. Uh, I was on the, on the front page of the, of the Rocky Morning News uh, in 1976. And the other time was here in, in Las Vegas when I was uh, with one of my doctors here. Uh, with one of, the, one of the doctors here. Yeah, one of the doctors. It was Elvis's doctor, if I remember correctly, um, that you, yes, were, you were seen with. Now, yes, that, a, that appeared in the papers? Uh, yes, sir. Did one of the tabloids. I, All right. I appeared in, yes, sir. Let me ask you, do you think that there's a possibility that Elvis Presley could still be alive? Well, very sad for, for the fans and sad for, for myself. Uh, no, sir, I don't, I don't think he's with us. All right, Johnny. Thank you very much for contributing this evening. Ladies Thank and gentlemen, you. Johnny Hara. Thank you, Johnny. Okay. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, there's something else that I'd like to try to do. Uh, and, uh, no, I, I'm saving Moody, but Moody Booth will let me tend to her later. I gotta do this first. This is a song that I just recorded, and uh, it's an old song called Unchained Melody. I had to, to play the piano, so it'll take just a second. I don't know all the chords, so if you hear me, you know, get my fingers caught and put in the keys back here, you know, you know what it is. Now, Johnny, you gotta make it your mind, son. You gotta hold the microphone, put the scarf on, hold the pick, hold the ring. Show me the right keys. Got it? <laughs> okay. This song is, uh, I just recorded it and it, I don't know. I don't know. It, uh, 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 is it out? About two weeks. Two weeks to be out? Unchained Melody. From an album called Unchained Melody. Makes a lot of sense. Okay. How you like it so far? <laughs> oh, my love, my darling, I hungered for your touch. Alone Time goes by so slowly, and time can do so much for you still. Lonely river 
must flow to the sea, to the sea, to the abundance of the sea. Lonely rivers cry, wait for me, wait for me. I'll be coming home. Thank you, you're a fine Thank you, Leslie. Thank you. Thank you. It's very nice of you. I didn't say all this for several months before he passed away, but uh, when I left him, he looked fine. I left him in uh, the beginning of December of 70, I guess. And then he died eight months later, and I didn't see him for those eight months. We spoke on the phone, but I didn't see him. And he really had deteriorated a lot. Now, here's a man who has everything in the world going for him. You know, he was the most gorgeous man, I think, physically, who ever lived. Uh, spiritually, he was sound, he was good, he was solid. Um, emotionally, he had a few problems. You know, he was still a little boy, never had an opportunity to, to fully grow up. He had people doing things for him so much. Um, but and he, he, let him, he let himself go a lot. He, it, was, it was tragic. But when you live with someone as closely as, as we live together, for as long as we live together, you view them as a human entity. You have to live with the vulnerability, the human fallibility daily. And we were together so much because his work was perhaps an hour on stage and a few rehearsals. And the rest of the time we were together. And even, you know, of course, during his shows, I was there. So you have to view the person that you're living with as a human soul, not as Elvis Presley on the marquee. You know, so it's a little disturbing to see, um, to see him viewed just totally as a commodity now. And I, you know, I think about um, the humanness of the man. You can't change a 40-year-old. You know, it's, it's not even fair to try. People change of their own accord. That's something I had to learn very early in life, that try as you, as you may, you, you really can't change another person. They have to do that for themselves. And all you can do is try to be a stabilizing force or some sort of positive influence on their life. And I think that I was in Elvis's life. I, I certainly tried as best I could to curb his improper eating habits and uh, to watch the sleeping medication that he took, sometimes too much of. As I said, it was difficult for me to fathom that, that he was gone, truly gone. And I, I, I reflect back to his lying in the coffin, and I saw him, and I know he's gone. Um, but it's, I, I guess it's difficult for people who didn't see him in a state of death. Uh, to, to fully realize that he is dead. They want to believe that he's off in the Bahamas somewhere, and I wish he were. I believe that Elvis lives on. I mean, certainly he lives on even in this world, in our memories. But I think that he is in another dimension. And it's comforting to me, before I go to sleep at night, 
to know within my own soul that wherever Elvis is now, he knows who truly loved him. He knows who had high regard. Those of us who had high regard for him as a human being, as a human entity, not as a commodity. And he knows that now. And that's comforting to me. August 16, 1977. Elvis Aaron Presley is dead. You saw me crying in the chat. But the Elvis magic lives on in the hearts of millions. Are you lonesome? Quality Records presents Elvis classic love songs. An incredible new album. 16 legendary performances. Elvis classic love ballads is a beautiful new album of his most requested songs. So sure that this album will become one of the most treasured in your collection that we guarantee your satisfaction. Elvis Classic Love Ballads is now available through this exceptional TV offer, so stand by to order yours. Some of these songs have never been released on television. 16 memorable performances now for the first time in Canada. Legend lives on. Elvis classic love ballads from Quality Records. Order now. Visa, MasterCard, or COD orders call toll-free 1-800-268-3974 and ask for Operator 11. Or save COD charges by sending $9.98 plus $2 postage and handling to Elvis, Box 4090, Station D, Scarborough. Call now. Operators are standing by. Remember, this offer could end without notice, so call 1-800-268-3974 now or send $9.98 plus $2 postage and handling to Elvis, Box 4090, Station D, Scarborough. When I look out into your eyes out there, when I look out into your faces, you know what I see? I see a little bit of Elvis in each and every one of you out there. Let me tell you, well, Elvis is everywhere. Elvis is everything. Elvis is everybody. Elvis is still the king. Man, oh man, what I want you to see is that the big piece inside of you and me. Elvis is everywhere, man. He's in everything. He's in everybody. Elvis is in your jeans. He's in your cheeseburgers. Elvis is in Nutty Buddies. Elvis is in your mom. He's in everybody. He's in the young, the old, the fat, the skinny, the white, the black, the brown, and the blue. People got Elvis in them, too. Elvis is in everybody out there. Everybody's got Elvis in them. Everybody except one person, that is. Yeah, one person. The evil opposite of Elvis. The anti-Elvis. Anti-Elvis got no Elvis in them, let me tell you. Michael J. Fox has no Elvis in him. Uh-oh. Yeah, and Elvis is in Joan Rivers. But he's trying to get out, man. He's trying to get out. Listen up, Joni, baby. Elvis is everywhere. Say, what the heck's going on? Let me tell ya. Who built the pyramids? Elvis! Who built Stonehenge? Elvis! Yeah, I mean, you see guys walking down the street, pushing shopping carts, and you think they're talking to Allah? They're talking to themselves, man, no, they're talking to Elvis! 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 You know what's going on down the Bermuda Triangle? Down the Bermuda Triangle. Elvis needs boats. Elvis needs boats. Elvis, 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 Elvis needs boats. Ah, the sailing Elvis, Captain Elvis, Commodore Elvis it is. Yeah, man, you know, people from outer space, people from outer space, they come up to me, they don't look like Dr. Spock, they don't look like Klingons, all that Star Trek job, they look like Elvis. Elvis! Everybody in outer space looks like Elvis, because Elvis is a perfect being. We're all moving in perfect peace and harmony towards Elvisness. Soon all will become Elvis. Everything, everywhere will be Elvis. Why do you think they call it evolution anyway? It's really Elvis-lution. Elvis-lution. Elvis is everywhere. 
Time has come to talk that little bit of Elvis inside of you. Talk to it. Call it up. Say, Elvis, heal me. Save me, Elvis. Make me be born again in the perfect Elvis light. That's right. You got that Elvis inside of you, and he's talking to you. He says he wants you to sing. Everybody got to sing like the king. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like the king. Uh-huh. Get that leg going now. Uh-huh. Get your lip too. Uh-huh. Not no fool, Billy, I don't lip either. Uh-huh. Everybody. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're rocking now. Uh-huh. Elvis is with us. He's uh-huh. with us and he's speaking to us. He says, people. Uh-huh. He says, people. Uh-huh. Everybody. Everybody got to uh-huh. sing. Elvis is everywhere. Elvis is everything. Elvis is everybody. Elvis is still the king. A CFCF 12 special presentation. The Elvis Conspiracy. The alleged death of the king revealed questions that have gone unanswered. Why was Elvis involved in government undercover operations? Why did Elvis use the pseudonym John Burroughs? And who is the man using that name today? If this is Elvis, then who is this? Elaborate hoax or monumental cover-up? Thorough investigation, handwriting and voice analysis are all used to trace the truth. In The Elvis Conspiracy, next on CFCF 12. Elvis Presley story, you're wrong. There's now a man in Vegas who's claiming to be Elvis's son. He looks and sounds like the king, but this is Elvis Presley Jr., and he has quite a story to tell. First of all, I was born in 1961 to an actress and a showgirl, and I was given up for adoption. Uh, back then, it was taboo to, uh, you know, for an entertainer not to be married to have a child born out of wedlock. His mother was an actress named Dolores Pettyjohn. She starred in the film Clambake with Elvis, and that's how they met. So Junior, as he likes to be called, was adopted by a circus couple. Even as a child, long before he knew of his alleged roots to Elvis, he knew music would be his career. My upbringing was Dean Martin. Uh, Dean Martin was my idol. Uh, I used to sit and watch all his TV shows and, and, and listen to his music. Later on in life, I found out that Dean Martin was Elvis Presley Sr.'s idol also. Later would be in his 20s. Junior did not even find out he was adopted until he turned 21. But even the parents who raised him were not sure who his real father was. Elvis Jr. got lucky. He made contact with Dolores Fuller, who wrote 18 hit songs for Elvis Sr. She became convinced he was the real thing and helped him get in contact with people like the legendary Elvis manager, Colonel Parker, who believed his story. Today, Junior is comfortable with who he is and performs all over the world. They'll see me as Elvis Presley Jr., like Frank Sinatra Jr., Hank Williams Jr., just a junior doing his own thing, too. Now Elvis Jr. is working on a movie about his life. He's calling it My Boy. My Boy is based on also a song that Elvis Sr. recorded about a child that he left behind. It's a story probably that most people can relate to because I think we're all searching for who we are in life. And this young man has an even deeper struggle because of the fact that people tend not to believe him. Jr. says he doesn't care if some people have suspicious minds about his rock and roll roots. But he does say he believes he has a responsibility to his father, the king. My responsibility is keeping the name alive and keeping it out there in good humanitarian taste. Deb here with a very special episode of Deb's Room. I'm paying tribute to Elvis, his birthday it would have been January 8th, and I thought this was a good time to share my Elvis dolls with you. I've been an Elvis fan basically since birth, and I just love him. I, I, 
he was special. That's all I can say. People who are Elvis fans understand this, and those of you who don't, well, maybe you will someday. But we we miss him. Those of us who are alive, when he passed away, we miss him. We miss him like somebody we knew personally. And Anne Margaret put it best. She said that Elvis Presley was on the first name basis with the world, and she was right. So here's my first one. He is a Hasbro doll. I'm guessing he's from 1998 because they were issuing 30th anniversary things for uh, the come, comeback special, 68 comeback special. And so I'm assuming he's from that time because I don't have the box anymore. I don't know what I did with it. And as Stan says, Elvis Presley. Um, really neat story when they re-released the comeback special into theaters we went to see. And there was a man there, he he was, um, I don't know if they were his daughters, I imagine they were, because they, they were teenagers and they looked like they were being dragged there. And But then the screen starts, the close-up of that face comes on and Elvis is singing, you're looking for trouble, you came in the right place. And one of the girls went, oh my gosh, and then they were just fixated from that point on I assume because I didn't keep watching them but they were I think fans so that's my Hasbro Elvis in the leather it's really good good for if it's fake leather which I assume it is oh I just noticed the ring it's really good you know that fake leather usually is kind of Sticky after a few years, but this is really great. That's Hasbro. And this was the first Elvis doll I ever got. He is from 1984 by World Doll with a Graceland Limited, I think it's called. Let's see. And uh, it's got the Graceland symbol on the back. And his belt even says 1984. I, he's one of the few dolls I've ever kept in a case, and his jumpsuit still yellowed, <coughs> excuse me, still yellowed a bit, but um, he's been in a case since I had him, and look at that color, and that face, there'll be still pictures at the end, so you can really get a good look at him, but look at that. I, in my humble opinion, with the possible exception of Tyrone Power, I think Elvis Presley was the best looking man who ever lived. It's the mystery video sweeping social media. Is that really Elvis Presley? The tall man with white hair, a white beard and dark sunglasses was seen visiting Elvis's Graceland estate on what would have been the King's 82nd birthday. Some claim he looks just as Elvis would have looked as an elderly man. Yes, the truth is getting out. Elvis is alive, wrote excited fans. Elvis died in 1977 of a heart attack at age 42. And yes, he's still dead. But long live the king. I uh, wrote down all of my memories shortly after Elvis passed away. It was just my way of holding on. You know, I wanted to hold on and not forget. And uh, time went on. I went forward with my life. I worked. I got married, had my son. Um, and in the course of all this, a lot of untruths were being said regarding my and Elvis's relationship, a lot of exaggerations. And What were some of the untruths? Well, just that, that Elvis was unhappy or, or uh, we argued a lot, things like that, which was not true. And so I wanted to set the record straight, and I waited until my son, who just turned 20 uh, this past August 20th, uh, went off to college. And I uh, sat down, and it took me about two years, and I put together all of my memoirs, and uh, finally I had my book. There's a perception that has, has lingered for many years that, that when, just before Elvis died, that he was, that he was unhappy, that he was this, this big guy who was, who, who was just not the old Elvis that we all knew, that he had maybe even lost his will to live. Right up until the day he died. I mean, there are just uh, things that I've seen in books, and I said this wasn't what I witnessed. This wasn't the person I loved. This wasn't how he was those last, you know, nine months, and I was with him 98% of the time. 
He had asked me to move into Graceland, but I never did, and he said, I respect you for that. I just didn't at the time. I didn't, it wasn't my way. And, uh, but I was up there pretty much every day. And uh, I just think the portrayal, the image of him, you know, is, is, has been really unfair. And, uh, you know, Elvis was not someone sitting up and gorging on, he, 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 he could be um, compulsive sometimes when eating certain foods. But uh, this image, I never once saw him eat a fried peanut butter, the famous fried peanut butter and banana sandwiches. I never once saw that. So I guess your, your biggest concern has been that, that a lot of what has happened over the past 40 years is that he's been defined by those final months of his life. And you're saying that what people perceived was his life really was not the reality. He was never bored. He didn't act down. We laughed. We watched television. He played the organ in his room. Sometimes we went out. We rode uh, three-wheelers. He had these great fun three-wheelers. We went motorcycle riding. You still miss him? Oh, I, 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 yeah. I, I, I mean, of course. You know, I miss that we didn't get to see where he was going to go and, and you know, hear more of his music. And, you know, he had a lot, lot left to do. The following program contains recreations that dramatize the events surrounding the mysterious death of Elvis Presley. The program also contains interviews with some of the actual people involved in these events. August 16, 1977, paramedics arrive at Graceland and try to revive what appears to be the corpse of Elvis Presley. They are unsuccessful and the man is pronounced dead. The world mourns the passing of Elvis, but others begin to question the official story of his death. And the mystery begins. August 14, 1991. Millions of people around the nation watch the broadcast of The Elvis Files, a program detailing the startling charges that Elvis Presley is not dead. Thousands of people contact the program, some of them with information that supports The Elvis Files' ultimate conclusion, that Elvis Presley, the king of rock and roll, may still be alive. The Elvis Conspiracy is being broadcast nationwide and presents more history in the remaking. He left this world on the 16th of August, 1977. More than 80,000 people crowded into Memphis to attend his funeral. They wept as the white limousines and hearse traveled to Forest Hill Cemetery. A few weeks later, he was moved here to his final resting place where he now lies between his mother, Gladys, and his father, Vernon, and alongside his grandmother, Minnie May. A marker in memory of his infant twin, Jesse Guerin, was also placed here in the meditation garden. Every year since then, on the eve of the anniversary of his death, a candlelight service is held to honor his memory. And now this late-breaking story. Elvis has been sighted on the tiny Caribbean island of St. Vincent. For the latest, we go to Royal Parker in Washington. Authorities here at the U.S. Post Office headquarters are all shook up over the announcement that the St. Vincent government has just released a set of Elvis Presley stamps, beating the United States by six months. And it's not only one stamp, Karen, but nine different stamps showing Elvis in every stage of his career. Each stamp is four times the size of a regular U.S. stamp. They're legal for postage in St. Vincent and are recognized by postal authorities worldwide. These stamps are already a hot collector's item, Karen, because there's only a few thousand sets available compared to 300 million U.S. stamps that will be issued. Elvis fans can get them now at their face value of $9 plus postage and handling for all nine stamps. They will also receive the pocket guide, 99 little-known facts about Elvis Presley, free. To order your stamps, call toll-free 1-800-358-6300. That's 1-800-358-6300. Supplies are limited. Call now, 1-800-358-6300. And here he is, the king, Elvis Presley. Elvis, a legend in his own time, and a legend that's still growing today. Now, a very special collector's plate. Jailhouse Rock by artist Bruce Emmett has been officially endorsed by the Elvis Presley Estate and is now available through the Bradford Exchange. The edition will be limited to a maximum of 150 firing days. So act now if you wish to own this fine collector's plate. Here at the Bradford Exchange, analysts have watched exceptional plates like these escalate dramatically in value. Jailhouse Rock appears to have similar profit potential and is backed by Bradford's 365-day money-back guarantee. 
So if you want this important collector's plate at the issue price of $24.75, call this toll-free number now. Charge it to your Visa or MasterCard or order COD. Call now to order your Jailhouse Rock Plate before it's too late. We return to My Favorite Spy, starring Hedy Lamar. Sounds like having a discussion about a subject close to their hearts. Uh-huh. It's Elvis Presley and his exciting new RCA Victor Christmas album. They were listening to Elvis singing delightful holiday season songs like Peace in the Valley. There will be peace. Also, White Christmas, Here Comes Santa Claus, a full dozen seasonal favorites. And then it happened. The girls discovered nine full-color photographs of Elvis right in the album. Now, how do you divide nine pictures of Elvis evenly between two girls? Big Sis has one answer. Five for Little Sis, four for herself, and to even it off, she's going to buy Elvis' latest pop recording of Treat Me Nice. And that does it. Everybody seems to be happy. And so will you, too. When you hear the new Elvis Christmas album at your RCA Victor dealers now. Over the years, thousands upon thousands of people from all walks of life, from all 50 states, and almost every foreign country have stood at these gates for hours and days at a time, hoping to catch a glimpse of the man who lived within these walls. They felt a strong kinship with him, a sense of pride in his accomplishments, and a delight that he was able to enjoy the fruits of his labor to such an extent. They also took pleasure in the fact that he represented the American dream, and that it was still very real and possible to attain. He gave them that, and he gave them a great deal more. Kato proudly presents an important new album by the one and only Elvis Presley. at his soulful best singing 20 songs of inspiration. Inspirations by Elvis Presley from K-Tel. In all the world, there are few entry gates to any property that are more famous and few homes more recognizable than Graceland. You're about to enter the private world of a man some say was the world's greatest entertainer. Elvis Presley. Graceland has been open for public tours since 1982, and here we bring you a tour of all the areas seen by hundreds of thousands of visitors each year. But this program is also your special access pass to see some sights and perspectives beyond the typical Graceland tour path. So sit back and enjoy your very special tour of Elvis Presley's Graceland. morning when I walked into the dining room I spoke I said good morning he said good morning I said what are we gonna have for breakfast this morning he said fried peanut butter and banana sandwich and I looked at him I said what he said fried peanut butter and banana sandwich I said I never heard of it the first time I went in fixed the sandwich and put it on the tray and brought it back that wasn't right his father was sitting there, and he said, Mary, I'm going with you and help you. And let's see, maybe both of us can get it right. I said, okay. Then uh, he said, let's toast the bread first. So we toast the bread and then spread the peanut butter on and sliced the bananas and put on it. And uh, put them into the skillet and kept turning them with the spatula. And turned them till they got heated all the way through. Then I take them and cut them, put them on the platter and taking them back to me. And he said, that's what I want, that's right. And then smile. The constant thing with Elvis was no change. He always stayed the same. He was this way, he stayed that way. He didn't like change. If he wanted them in the morning when he woke up, I would have to fix them. If he wanted them at 2 o'clock in the morning, I would have to still fix them for him. Whenever he get a taste for them, he'd call down, and that's what he wanted. 
Well, yeah, I imagine that hoped to make him heavy because he wanted them real rich. Because they had him on a strict diet one time. Had food coming in from uh, California for him. And uh, sometime he would eat it and sometime he wouldn't. He said that's the only thing he got any enjoyment out of was eating. When he was in the hospital, he would call me to bring him in different foods. And one day he called me and told me, he says, Mary, said they have me on a diet, and I want you to slip me some hot dogs with kraut on them. And slip them, wrap them up and slip them in to me and tell, tell them there was some clothes that you were bringing me up here. So I went on in with the bag in my hand and handed it to him, and he looked at me and smiled. He said, Mary, we can get by him, can't we? I said, yeah, we sure can. And he opened that bag up and went to working on them hot dogs. And this is the house that Elvis bought for me. He bought it in 1974. And he came and picked the house out for me. And I liked it, and he liked it. So he said, well, Mary, this is your house, if you like it. I told him I loved it. it was really nice. What can we do now? He was just a sweet person. The last thing that was that cheeseburger, cheeseburgers. Uh, Saturday night, or Sunday night and Monday night, he didn't eat anything. I said, you're not going to eat anything for me before I go. He said, mm-mm, I ain't hungry. I just want to rest. And I said, well, okay then. Night-night, and I'll see y'all tomorrow. He called me May We. He said, well, okay, May We, I'll see you tomorrow. And that's the last time I seen him alive. That was five minutes to two in the morning. Elvis Presley died here about 3.30 this afternoon. He had been found in his bathroom, unconscious, was brought to the hospital by ambulance, and Elvis was declared dead at 3.30. Then one night I was sitting there about 1 o'clock, and uh, he came down the steps and stood right there beside me. He said, Mary, I want to stay with you. And I told him, I said, well, you're welcome to stay in my house, Mr. Elvis. You know that. And I looked up at him, and he kind of smiled a little bit. And he vanished away. And I There are said to be about 2,000 Elvis Presley imitators and impressionists today. One of those who has been around the longest is Johnny Hera, performing Presley tunes for the past 26 years. Although he never met personally Elvis Presley, seeing Presley in concert more than a dozen times has helped him with his show. Well, it served me. Uh, I sing gospel music. Uh, my dad was a minister. And uh, I just loved Elvis's music. And uh, one day that... Uh, one of his songs came on the air, and I, I started singing to it, and next thing you know, it just, it just came natural to me. Hi, everybody. This is your friend, Guy Kent. Guy Cantino, real name, or as most of you know me as Jersey Guy. Uh, I'm going to start showing you some pieces from my... Elvis Presley collection that I've accumulated over the years. This particular one is a beauty. This is a 1967 light box from RCA Records to record stores. You remember record stores in the fifties, uh, I hear late fifties and and uh, throughout the sixties, specially selected record stores to display. Uh, the latest Elvis album in their windows. Uh, and it comes with an electrical cord that lights up 
the display and at night it's very effective and this is what it comes with this is the original electrical cord which still works and the light bulb I may have replaced this over the years showing this to my friends and fans and uh, here's the cord and I'll show you how it works take it around in the back this is kind of a plastic a translucent plastic so that the cover of Elvis's album will light up and this is the box you see and the light goes in here and I'll show you in a minute when I plug it in there's no switch it just plugs in and is very very effective as I say to sell the product and let's just light her up ready shut off all the lights now and then uh, of course I can't see the plug <laughs> so I will put the light back on and light her up and this is the double trouble display how's that and there's Guy Lambert and there's Guy Lambert and there's the display how about that pretty neat eh I'll be showing you more of these things as time goes by so thank you for all your uh, support uh, on CBSI and uh, we'll see you next video around bye bye friends It was in 1956 that Elvis burst onto the rock scene over here. There have been many pop stars who've come and gone, but although the King's been dead now for ten years, the adoration of his fans just goes on and on. And none are more loyal than his British fans, some of whom are getting in the mood today at Presley's Pub in London's Tottenham Court Road before flying out on a memorial trip to his home in America on Sunday. One of the most devoted is Terry Maley, a full-time press officer for the British fan club. His East London home is adorned with Elvis memorabilia. Terry's uncles were all Teddy boys back in the dear, dim days of the 50s. They jived to the music of Guy Mitchell, Johnny Ray and Little Richard, and then they, and under their influence, Terry too, got hooked on Elvis. Elvis became part of his life, and when he died ten years ago this month, Terry honestly believes a part of him died too. About six o'clock the following morning, the 17th, the telephone rang, and a friend was on the other end and said, Tell, I've got bad news. And I said, Don't say any more, I know exactly what you're going to say. I just had a premonition. So I put the phone down and rushed into the kitchen and turned on the radio and listened to the 6.30 news, and on came the announcement. Then I heard it again at 7.30, and then once more before I left for work. I got to the underground station, and it was all over the front of the daily papers. And it didn't sink in, and I got to the office, and I walked straight into the reception area, and the lady receptionist said, tell, what can I say? And that was when it happened. I just went completely to pieces. What was it about this man that had this enormous impact on so many people? I don't know. A lot of people ask you why you're an Elvis fan to start with, and I, the stock answer I give people is it's like being in love. You can't say why you're in love, but you know why you're in love, and I think it's the same with being an Elvis fan. And because the music of old swivel hips, the king of rock and roll himself, is still played, his fans can still remember him with love. For them, the king is dead, and yet the king lives on. Christopher Rainbow with the Elvis Presley fans. Elvis and Gary met really early on in the 1950s in Memphis. Gary, again, had cerebral palsy and was introduced to Gary, to Elvis, through his mother. And Elvis, hearing about his family's hardship, put Gary's father on their payroll as a guardsman at Graceland. And then Gary and Elvis became really close friends, and Elvis took care of him for a good portion of his life, paid for things. Gary started his own fan club, the Tankers Fan Club which was named after Elvis's army, Tank Corps. Well, we don't know exactly when the hair was collected, but we believe, and because of the amount of items that Gary had for, um, in the 60s from Elvis's army days, we believe that it's from the U.S. Army haircut. And we did show images of it to a hair authenticator who had compared it to his hair from that same haircut, which he knows is from that haircut. And he said it was similar in coarseness and color. So we believe that it is from that, since that would have been an iconic, you know, time. But 
that Gary could have received a large amount of Elvis's hair. There's a possibility that people think that in the future you could clone people from, from their oh. hair. And then if you've heard recently also, um, people have been looking into turning Michael Jackson's hair into diamonds. We've even been contacted by those people who do that. I mean, there is a, there's an interest in owning a piece of the celebrity. To a certain extent, a lot of people have single strands of Elvis's hair because people like Gary would send them out to fans. And that's one of the reasons why Gary had the hair. He'd send it out to Elvis's fans and fan club members. I would say we've had a lot of interest in these concert-worn scarves that have very obvious sweat stains on them that Elvis would have thrown out to his audience members. Um, we've gotten quite a few bids on that already, and then we have about five different items of clothing, two of which we have photos of Elvis wearing. We also have a pastel, a wedding portrait, that was done of Elvis and Priscilla that is kind of a mystery to us. And it's also a bit of a mystery to Graceland. Both us and Graceland believe what we believe to have the only two copies of this pastel. And they don't have any record on who the artist was either, but confirmed that it's the same one that hung in the foyer at Graceland. He goes by the name of King Griot. It's Elvis back again on two new Brookville albums with 20 more big hits. Elvis in Hollywood. But we're kissing the cuz. That's what makes All the hits from his biggest movies. Everybody knows Songs from Jailhouse Rock, Blue Hawaii, Follow That Dream, and so much more. The rose grows wild. Order now and get this giant full-color picture album of the king. He's big as life and all yours. I've got to follow that dream wherever that dream may lead. 20 giant hits, two big albums, plus the exclusive bonus picture book, yours for just $7.98. Here's how to order. To order this final tribute to Elvis, call toll-free 1-800-228-2290. Save the COD postage and $7.98 for the records, $9.98 for tape to Elvis in Hollywood, 2710 Stemmons, Suite 305, Dallas, Texas. That's 2710 Stemmons, Suite 305, Dallas. Supplies are limited, so call now, 1-800-228-2290. Mark your calendar right now. Coming September 18th at 9, 8 Central to ABC, it's the King, Elvis. In the television special event everyone will be talking about, Elvis, Viva Las Vegas. The clothes, the bling, electric rock, and legendary sex appeal. And just when the music business made the mistake of cutting him out, he stepped back in to Vegas. Now from ABC, for the 30th anniversary of Elvis's death, a high-definition television event with today's hottest music supersongs, reinventing Elvis classics, and just wait until you see which stars honor the king. Plus, never-before-seen home movies, Elvis like you've never seen, in the town he reinvented, that reinvented him. Elvis, Viva Las Vegas, all hail the king. Coming September 18th at 9, 8 Central, a must-see television event, only on ABC. Hey, give me an A-court, man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm walking around getting my breath back is what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah can I burn it? Oh. Yeah, actually. Never finish a show, folks, but uh, hey, the light's on. I can see you. Hello out there. Hello. Just to you. That's right. Keep some music going back there. Don't be afraid to play. Just play it, man. You know, just play the hell out of it. There you go. Here is a bulletin from Channel 5 News. Singer Elvis Presley has died in a Memphis, Tennessee hospital. The 45-year-old entertainer apparently died of a respiratory ailment. No other details were given. Repeating, singer Elvis Presley has died at the age of 45. A complete report tonight on Newswatch at 10. And that concludes our broadcasting day. Till next time. Watch JSTV as it watches.
You.